Welcome to episode 11 of the Soul Led Leaders podcast, back with series two, here to support you through lockdown 3.0 and beyond. I'm your host, Claire Yosa, author of Ditching Imposter Syndrome and mentor to passionate world changers. Now, today's episode is all about the antidote to New Year's resolutions. This one is for you if you secretly beat yourself up about breaking your New Year's resolutions, but you know you're craving a fresh start, you want to make big changes, but you don't have the energy to go all out on hairy, scary goals. The Soul Led Leaders podcast is for corporate leaders who are making waves and changing the rules with their hearts, not just their heads. But they know that their secret 3am self-talk is getting in the way. Where others stress about the status quo, you're the action taker who drives the changes and making a difference and being a crusader is hardwired into your DNA. The Soul Led Leader podcast is here to help. Led by Claire Yosa, law changer, eight times author and international speaker, each episode is designed to help you to clear out the secret glass ceilings you never realized you'd put in your own way so that you can step up showing up with all of who you really are and reclaim your power to make the difference you know you are really here to make in the world with clarity, confidence and passion. So today we're going to talk about why we need an antidote to New Year's resolutions, what that antidote could be, and how to help you create deep acting change in ways that are fast, fun, and forever. What we are going to cover is the three big reasons why traditional New Year's resolutions don't work, the single internal shift that creates change in ways that resolutions only rarely do, the missing link in the New Year's resolutions equation, my antidote to New Year's resolutions and how to make it work for you, and my 60 second secret to keeping going with creating change even when you're not in the mood. So I'm recording this episode as we've entered lockdown 3.0 in the UK. We've just had Donald Trump doing all of his really special stuff with the storming of the Capitol building and people are on their knees with exhaustion, uncertainty, homeschooling, juggling, working from home, and yet we still wanna make changes in our lives. We've got dry January that's been the most popular ever, and yet most of us have fallen off the wagon already. And New Year's resolutions just don't feel like they're what they should crack up to be. So I want to support you here and talk to you about three key problems with New Year's resolutions. I'm talking about the stuff like I'm going to lose weight. You know, in the olden days, it would have been I'm going to go to the gym every day, but maybe I'll go for a walk every day or I'll do weights at home. Yeah, I'm going to give up this habit. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to go vegan. I'm going to give up coffee. We all know the kind of things that we pick in the past with New Year's resolutions. And if we're honest, we know that so often they don't work and we end up feeling worse than we did before we even made them. So one of the key problems about New Year's resolutions is they're not yours. We often take on a New Year's resolution because we feel we should or we have to, like dry January or veganuary. It's something that other people are doing and we think, oh, I really ought to do this. Good old should-itis. I have to, I ought to, I must. If that's the energy around your New Year's resolution, it's much less likely to work for you. It's about shifting to I choose to, I get to, I want to, rather than should-itis. The second reason is they're often too general. They're not specific goals. And I talk in an earlier episode, make sure you go and look it up, about the difference between goals and visions and why it's so important. 
And the third big reason why New Year's resolutions so often don't work is they're not actually addressing the blocks that led to the behavior we want to change. So you might have, okay, I'm gonna lose X many kilos in weight. But what the news resolution is doing is papering over the cracks. It's not actually looking at, okay, what was causing me to emotionally comfort eat? Or is there something below the surface that means that I'm not digesting stuff properly? So carbs are living on my hips rather than passing straight on through. You're looking at the surface level behavior and trying to use changing that to deal with what's really running the show. Now, if you've worked with me before or read my books, you'll know I talk a lot about something called secondary gain, which is what is that crazy behavior doing for me? We need to meet that hidden need in a more healthy way, and then the surface level behavior, the need for that disappears. So if somebody wants to lose weight, and they know that actually the weight gain's caused because they can't resist donuts, for example, what is eating that donut doing for me? And that's actually what we need to deal with and change rather than using willpower and forcing and fighting to stop eating donuts because otherwise that behavior might stop but that secondary gain need is just gonna come up in another way from underneath and find a new behavior to meet its need. If you wanna know more on this, if you've got ditching imposter syndrome, look in the index at the back at secondary gain and I take you through exactly what it is, how to spot it, how to handle it, so that then you can pick New Year's resolutions that actually fit, that aren't going to be self-sabotaged at a conscious or an unconscious level. So when we've got those three factors running in our New Year's resolutions, it means that we're forcing and fighting instead of flowing through change. We're going to war. We're having to do everything with willpower and determination. And frankly, with what's going on in the world at the moment, there's not a lot of space left for willpower and determination, which is why so many of us at the end of the first week of 2021 have already fallen off the wagon. But the real problem with New Year's resolutions is they're working at the wrong level. New Year's resolutions are all about what we do. They're about external actions. But if you've read Ditching Imposter Syndrome or you've seen any of my masterclasses and workshops on imposter syndrome, you'll know the, the, the model I talk about, the imposter syndrome iceberg. If you're not familiar with that, go to the show notes for today's episode. There's a link to an article that explains it in more detail than we've got time for right now. You can find those at claireyosa.com forward slash soul led leaders forward slash 11, written in numbers one one. So the imposter syndrome iceberg right at the top above the surface is our actions that are driven by our thoughts, that are supported by what we believe, that is driven by what's important to us, so our values, and right at the bottom of the iceberg is that identity level, who am I? Now this applies for imposter syndrome, but it also applies to New Year's resolutions. So what we're doing with New Year's resolutions is trying to change the behavior right at the very top of that iceberg. And we're trying to use that to drive the below the surface change. But the behavior is the surface level effect, the symptom rather than the cause. And this is why it feels like papering over the cracks. So the how many glasses of gin did I have to drink last night is a behavior that's driven by the self-talk of whatever the need is that that gin is meeting. The I'm just so exhausted or this is my badge of honor or this helps me feel like I'm looking after myself in some way or it helps me to relax. That's driven by the beliefs and the needs at that next level down. That is supported by what's important to us. And down there at the bottom, that foundation is actually a sense of who am I? 
So when we're trying to use news resolutions to change stuff at the surface, it's about doing. But nearly 20 years specialising in this field have taught me that change is actually about who I am. So with a news resolution, you're talking about what you can do. The real change is about shifting how you see yourself, that identity level work to create lasting change in ways that are fast, fun and forever. We need to shift from thinking about doing to becoming. When we shift who we see ourselves as being, that ripple effect going up through the imposter syndrome iceberg changes what we do naturally. For example, somebody who wants to sit, who wants to lose weight, rather than just taking the actions at the top, you need to do that deeper level identity work to shift who you see yourself as being, who I am. I am someone who is slim and healthy. And when you really believe that deep down and you have a sense of how important that is to you and you've lined up your sense of identity with I am a person who is slim and healthy, that will filter through the values, the beliefs, the thoughts and the actions. So you take the actions of a slim and healthy person. So much less willpower required, no self-sabotaging and you're not setting yourself up for what I call the imposter syndrome pantomime. So I talk about this. If you've got ditching imposter syndrome, you want to go to page 84. I've got a whole section on this. If you've got the Kindle or ebook version, search for imposter syndrome pantomime and it will take you straight to the page. So how do you make that identity level change? Well, it's what I teach step by step in ditching imposter syndrome and also in my work with Claire program, Stepping Up to Lead. At the simplest level, it's about shifting who you see yourself as being. And one of the most easy ways to do that is with the power of I am. So using things like well-crafted positive affirmations. I am a slim and healthy person. I am a person who drinks more water than alcohol, <laughs> whatever it takes. And this is what I see as the antidote to news resolutions. Instead of being stuck there up at the doing with the willpower and the forcing and the fighting, come down to allow yourself to clear out those hidden blocks, shift who you see yourself as being and create that identity level change that means you no longer need the New Year's resolution to deal with the surface level behavior because that's shifted all of its own accord. So positive affirmations are one of the really potent ways you can do this. The problem is there are three reasons why they so often don't work. The first one is they can be too general. I am a creative being. Anything with I am at the beginning is taken by the unconscious mind as an unconscious instruction. Go and do this. A creative being, what's your unconscious mind meant to do with that? What does that even mean? They're too general and not specific enough. Another issue with positive affirmations is that they're not yours. So often they're not yours. They're things that we've picked up on beautiful cards or seen on quotes on the social media feeds or somebody else has been using and it worked for them. They need to line up with who you want to see yourself as being for them to really resonate for you. And they have the same problem as New Year's resolutions. They haven't addressed the block and they set you up for what I, in Ditching Imposter Syndrome, on page 84, if you've got the book, call the Imposter Syndrome Pantomime. So if you've got the ebook version, the Kindle version, search for Imposter Syndrome Pantomime. If you've got the hardback book version, it's on page 84. If you've not got Ditching Imposter Syndrome yet, you can get it, order it from Amazon or get it from bookstores. If your local bookstores are still open and shipping. So the key here is it's trying to get us to do a flip flop. 
So you might have an affirmation of, I'm a great presenter. But if your internal dialogue is saying, I'm a rubbish presenter, then what you're trying to do is flip that switch. You've still got all of that sense of self, that identity, the beliefs, the values, the thought processes and the habits that go with, I'm a rubbish presenter. Simply saying to yourself, I'm a great presenter is just going to set up a massive inner conflict. It's going to trigger the backfire effect that will make your brain and self-talk defend that old belief, that old sense of self, even more vocally, each time you use the affirmation to try and prove it wrong, it actually increases the likelihood of you self-sabotaging and you're going to feel like a fraud. If positive affirmations are the antidote to New Year's resolutions to help you to create the identity level shift, what can you do? I'm going to give you a tour through the five-step process I teach for this. Now, if you've got ditching imposter syndrome, page 210 has got a whole section on this, including an exercise that guides you step-by-step step through the how-to on this. It's an incredibly useful thing to do at the beginning of the year when you want to create that change and you've got that energy and oomph to give it a go. So page 210. And if you've got the ebook version, search for how to get positive affirmations to work. And in case you don't have the book with you right now, I'm going to teach you the five-step process right here. So the first step is your positive affirmations need to be tuned to your individual needs. You need to actually look at what is that secondary gain? What are the hidden blocks that have been keeping you stuck or previously preventing you from making the change? Clear those out. And then the positive affirmation is more likely to work for you without triggering the, the pantomime we just talked about or the backfire effect. So really looking at how have I been getting in my own way on this? What do I need to do about that baggage? Ditching imposter syndrome is stepping up to lead help you with all of this, so don't worry. And then using the processes to actually create an affirmation that's tuned to your individual needs. The second step is to make it really relevant because then it gets through the filters in your brain. Remember in previous episodes, we've talked about the reticular activating system. These are the filters in the brain that govern what we do and don't notice. When something's really relevant to us, it makes it through the noise. We spot it. So when you're using this affirmation, you're more likely to actually spot examples of that being true, which is a fast track to the affirmation creating identity level change for you. The third key in my five-step process is to make your affirmation specific. You're using I am at the start of the sentence, so it's really important to make sure that whatever comes after that is something that cannot be misunderstood by your unconscious mind, that cannot be misinterpreted. So the more specific you can make your affirmation rather than those global general I am a happy person type affirmations, the more likely the unconscious mind is going to be able to spot it, to understand how to interpret it and to be able to notice the progress you're making. The fourth stage on using positive affirmations to create deep acting change and being the antidote to New Year's resolutions is to make them believable. Now, Obviously, when we're creating change, there's going to be a bit of us that goes, I'm really not convinced yet. But your body will tell you whether the affirmation is believable. So you might have an affirmation of, I'm going to sell half a million books this year. And if your body goes, I don't think you are actually, <laughs> then it's going to resist the affirmation. It's got to be something that might well be a big stretch, but you believe at some level that it might be possible. It gives you hope, not fear. 
The fifth stage on my five-step process is to pick an affirmation with which you have an emotional connection. And I mean a positive emotional connection. You do not want to be using an affirmation that makes you feel bad or guilty or beating yourself up or like a failure. Something that has an emotional connection for you. And you're looking for a sign in the body where the body will go, yeah, yeah, that's the one. So those are the five stages. Tune to meet your needs, make it relevant, make it specific, make it believable, and have an emotional connection with it. As I say, page 210 onwards in Ditching Imposter Syndrome takes you through the exercises to do this, but hopefully that's enough for you to get started with right now. And then my 60 second secret for keeping going with creating change, even when you're not in the mood. So, so often we create change and we make a start and we might get some initial results and then the energy wears off. And there's this fantastic thing called abhyasa, which I talk about a lot when I'm teaching meditation or yoga. And loosely translated from the ancient Sanskrit, it's about how to keep going even when you're not in the mood. And this strategy helps you to do that. It's all about spotting your micro wins, not waiting for that great big breakthrough. Instead, every single day for 60 seconds, noticing three things that you did that are moving you towards becoming the version of you that matches that positive affirmation, allowing yourself to grow and become. And I've got a whole podcast episode for you on this. It's Soul Led Leaders episode six, which you can find at clareyosa.com forward slash soul led leaders forward slash six. So this is my key for keeping going when you're not in the mood, those micro wins celebrations. And episode six guides you step by step through how to do that. So your take action right now on the antidote to New Year's resolutions. For your organization, what could you do for your team, for your organization, for your business to help them shift from doing to becoming? And for yourself, which affirmation could you choose for yourself today that would have more impact than a New Year's resolution. So I hope you found this useful. Please go to the show notes page. There are some really useful resources for you there. ClaireYosa.com forward slash soul led leaders forward slash 11. So if you're subscribed to my email, you'll have had an email about today's episode. Hit reply. Let me know which New Year's resolution positive affirmation you're going to choose and if you've got any questions and if you've enjoyed today's episode please share it via social media make sure you subscribe to soul led leaders via your favorite place wherever you get your podcasts it's free to listen to each friday here to inspire and support you and if you've got a question you'd love me to answer or a topic you'd love me to cover in a future episode let me know hello at clareyosa.com thank you so much for listening i hope you have an amazing week Week. and I'm going to be back next week with episode 12. We're going to be talking about the real reason why it's so hard to get everything done during lockdown and hint, spoiler alert, it's nothing to do with time. Have an amazing week. I will see you soon and if you've enjoyed this episode, please, please, please pay it forward. Leave a lovely review on iTunes, share it on social media and above all, make sure you've subscribed. Have a fantastic week. I'll see you soon. Show notes, deep dive resources, and access to Claire's inspirational weekly soul-led leaders email is available for you at clareyosa.com forward slash soul-led leaders.